Good evening. Okay, good evening. Um, thank you so much for your prayers. My wife, Bethany, and I, we've been living overseas, and you've come and brought trips to help us to share the love of God to people in India and Cambodia. And let's march for Jesus on the streets, amen? Let's march for grace. You see the notes behind me. I'm gonna walk us through some scriptures tonight. And I know that many people are into marching on the streets here in America recently, and so I thought there should be a march for grace. Well, we should say that if there's no love, there's no justice, amen? Uh, because the love of Jesus will bring justice. And Jesus died for justice and peace for all of Adam's race. Does everyone know today that there's only one race? Huh? It's Adam's race. Amen? We're all a part of the same race. And Jesus died for all of Adam's race for justice and peace. But we should march for grace, amen? Because Jesus has accomplished the justice. Let's go to the next slide. So um, we're going to talk about God's plan as an illustration. I'm going to open up some scriptures. And I want to give you an illustration, first of all, in the story of Jeremiah, Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego, Esther, and Mordecai. These are people that you know from your Bible study. And this is something that I've been studying recently. I, I've been in my Old Testament recently studying the story, looking at it again and again. And every time I open up the Bible, I see God doing something. I see the kingdom moving. I see Jesus in every... Do you see Jesus in every page of the Bible? When I read Jeremiah and Daniel, I see Jesus showing up and Jesus sending missionaries just like Jesus is sending missionaries today to share the love of God to the lost nations. And you know what was happening with Jeremiah and Daniel? God wanted them to be missionaries. God's plan, in my second point there, God's plan was for them to seek the peace of Babylon. And I'm going to show you the scriptures here in the next slide. The peace of Babylon, they were to be sent as a slave to Babylon. Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were sent as slaves. The bad news was there was, there was idolatry, there was sin in God's people. And so when there was sin and, and the, the mistakes and the sin that God's people were making, they lost, their, their temple got destroyed. Their houses got destroyed, their land was stolen. But God says, good news, even though you're going to lose your temple, even though you're going to lose your land, I have good news for you, God says to his people. You're going to be missionaries in Babylon. You're going to be missionaries in Babylon. And that's the story of the Old Testament. When you're, when you're reading Genesis to Malachi, you're reading the story of God's people, Israel. God wanted Israel to be a lighthouse, to be a, a, a testimony for God's glory to all the other nations around. Israel was in the middle and all of the lost nations were to see the glory of God in Israel. But Israel went after idols. Israel went after sin. So God, as a loving God, disciplined his children and sent them to Babylon. And they became missionaries also to the Persian Empire, to Iran. And later you see all of Babylon, all of Iran, gets to hear about God because of Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. They, they live for God in a foreign land. Like uh, Bethany and I have been sent to, we lived in India for 10 years. Uh, we lived in Cambodia the last three years. We've been living in Cambodia for three years and uh, witnessing in the midst of a land of idols, idols everywhere, uh, teaching about the living God. And you sent us, you, you as a family, you went with us. You brought teams for us. You, we share in the reward because we're a team. This is our family here when we come back. And so in Jeremiah 29, 
He says, I know the plans that I have for you. God has a plan when he sends us to the places we don't want to go. And what God, so look at this next point. What God wanted to do, I love this. What God wanted to do through a whole nation of Israel to reach the world with God's message, instead God reached the world with teenagers like Daniel and the three boys and Esther. Esther was a teenager sent out to Persia. You know, I love the teenagers. Is there teenagers in the house tonight? Uh, teenagers, huh? God, when, you know what? When the, when, the big, when the big group doesn't do it, the youth will do it, huh? The young people have that fervor and that, that Jesus said, if you want to go to heaven, you have to have the faith like a little child, amen? Yet some of us are educated beyond our own intelligence, right? We need to become like a little child again. To experience God, you've got to be like a little child and have the faith of a child. To just trust God, even though you don't understand everything, but you just trust God. And that's what God did. Now let's go to the next slide. So this is the testimony of how it's done. Now I'm going to read this scripture. Matthew 21, open up there if you have your Bible. Matthew 21 and verse 28. This is how God calls his children to serve him. And this is how grace gives you strength to do what God's called you to do because we don't have the strength to do it, but grace is something we don't deserve. So in, in Matthew chapter 21, at the end, when we finish scriptures tonight, I'm gonna give you prayer requests that you can pray for us at, in our, our next missions that are coming up. Um, in J uh, Matthew 21, in verse 28, Jesus said, but what think ye? A certain man had two sons, and he came to the first, and he said, Son, go work today in my vineyard. Verse 29. He answered and said, I will not. No, wait, stop there. Can you, can you believe a boy said no to his father in Asia? You know, Israel is in Asia. This is an Asian book. Amen. I, lo I, love, I love teaching from an Asian book. Don't you love it? This book was written in Asia to Asian people. Huh? All right? And you know, if you're an Asian, you know you do not say no to your father, especially to the face, right? But this boy was bold, right? He said, I will not. But what happened next? But afterward, he what? Repented, and he went. You know, that's my story. People ask me, and my wife Bethany, they say, oh, you've been missionaries. You're the missionary heroes. No. I'm the son who said no. <laughs> That's the secret to my success. I, I was the boy. I was the boy who said, when God first called me to be a missionary, I said, no way. Uh, when God first called me to discipleship, I said, no. Huh? When God first, when I was a lost sinner, I lived in Kansas City, Kansas in Wyandotte County. I was raised in, in an atheist home. We had no idea about God. We never went to church. And Christians came to my school. They had a, a prayer meeting in my high school, and they brought their Bibles to math class, and they were praying. And they told me about Jesus. I said, no, that's not for me. I laughed at them. I said no so many times to God. But did you know the heart of God wants to give you a second chance? God wants to give you a third chance. God wants to give you a fourth. I'm on like a million chances by now, you know? <laughs> and... Uh, that's my story. I became a missionary. I first said no. I said no. But then I thought about it. And my, my question later tonight is, 
What, what did this young boy think about that made him change his mind? How did he change? Let's think about that. But first, let's look at the next verse. In verse 30, it says, he came to the second son and he said, likewise, go work in the field. And he, he answered, the second boy answered, I go, sir. Uh, you know these type, and I've been this type before. Have you ever said yes to God, but you didn't do it, right? Because we have that personality uh, problem in our, our life many times. We want to please people, right? We want to say yes, but we are really not saying yes, right? And uh, Jesus said, let your yes be yes, amen? But a lot of times we say yes, but we really don't mean it. Did you know that if you said yes to God, but you didn't do it and you, you failed and, and you did not do what you said to God that you would do, you know that God has a second chance for that also? <laughs> you said yes, but you did no, and God has grace for that. Huh? Jesus died for that sin also. Uh, but as we raise our children, we want our children to be honest, don't we? Have you thought about with your children? Do you have certain children that are yes children and no children? <laughs> you know, usually the no children turned out better. <laughs> That's what I've heard. You know, like James Fife mentioned it, like missionaries who lose their children. I talked to a missionary who for many years, he had three children. He raised three children on the mission field and his first two children were yes children. Like, yes, sir, yes, yes, father. And they always did what they were told. But he said, today, those two yes children not, are not in church today, he told me. But that, that third kid was always a problem kid for him. And he said, that's the one that, that's still serving Jesus and reaching people for Jesus. And, uh, and so, hey, listen, we all say no to God. Every single one of you here tonight, you've said no to God. That's your testimony. Huh? You're, you're not some super Christian. There's no super Christian here, Right? We've all said no to God, but did you know that God has grace for you? God has grace for you. What, what did he think about? What do you think that that boy thought about after he said no to his father, he walked away and he thought about it. I think he started thinking, my father's so good. My father's so kind. My father loves me. I bet he'd give me another chance. I should not have said no. And, and the, there's a great need on the field. When you, when you see a story about the field, it's always about missions in the Bible. To go work in the field, be a missionary. There's so much need out there. That's why God called us to go to India, because India has the most unreached people groups, the, the most people that are in need, different languages that need the Bible. And so you sent us to India, and you prayed for us for years, and our prayer request is that we can get back to India, because you've heard the stories recently all the Indian churches are shut down because of COVID, and the, the government doesn't give them any freedom there at all in that sense. And so a lot of the churches, some of them are opening in a small sense, but not, not much freedom. And so we want to get back to India. to re We started many churches over there with Pastor Ganesh and Pastor Pradeep, and they're waiting for us to come back to reopen what's been shut down for a year. It's kind of like the book of Nehemiah, you know, when the wall fell down and he had to he had to go rebuild that wall, you know? So that's our prayer request, that you would pray us back to India and that you all could come with us on more trips because there's a vision for discipleship there that's still a lot of, a lot of work yet to be done, unfinished. Uh, let's look at the next slide real quick. Um, I'm going to finish with these scriptures here. Joel chapter 2. Joel chapter 2, verse 25. This is a promise. 
when we consider how the pandemic has ravaged the world, when we consider how sin and backsliddenness and wasted time have d destroyed people's souls in America, what's our promise from God that we have in Joel chapter 2 in verse 25? How many of you know this verse? God says, after the plague of locusts had come and the farm and the crops were eaten by the locusts and everything was lost, everything was destroyed, God says, oh my people, I love you. Everything you had, the locusts came and took. And God says, I will restore to you the what? The years that the locusts has eaten. God does not say he'll restore the crops. Okay? The crops are gone. But you, everyone in here knows that the most important thing that you've lost in your life is not the, not the stuff that you lost. It's the wasted time. Have you wasted time in your life? Did you know that if you come back to God with a, a repentant heart and you just say, God, please forgive me. Please give me a purpose for my life. I want to have the glory of God on my life. I want love. I want the mercy to flow through me. Did you know that in seven days in your life, when you turn back to God, God will do more in your life in seven, day, seven days more than he did in seven years. Because he'll give you back that lost time. And you can, when, when God's hand is on your life, you will accomplish more than you did in all the wasted time of seven wasted years. And, and, and then, boom, God suddenly shows up in your life, opens something, a door for you, and suddenly your life has purpose. And in seven days, we experienced that in camp. Last week of camp was like we could have had seven years right there in all the investment that we received. That was like eternal time that God gave us back. Um, that's, this is the promises of God, the scriptures that I want to go through. But I want to finish. What, I don't have time to finish, but I'll share a little bit more in the future as I share this, that, that as we're praying to go back to India, I'm, I'm praying that a couple of things, Okay. I suddenly had an idea that God needs retired people on the mission field. I just got this thought just the other day. You see, we always talk about how missions is a young man's game. But I thought about this. When you get to that retirement age, did you know that when you go to certain places to do missions work, if you are an elder person, they will listen to you automatically because they respect their elders over there, right? And a retired person doesn't have to necessarily move to another location full time, but they, a retired person can go somewhere for six months, amen? Did you know that two week, two week short term mission trips are not enough? You've got to stay longer than that to make it a, a deep relationship and an impact. And I want to see God call some of the older people, amen? <laughs> I want to see God uh, send some older people to the mission field because you know what? I'm older. I mean, when God first, first put India on my heart, I had a prayer life like Pastor Dan Renault talked about it at camp. It only happens through prayer. And so God put India, I was praying for India, praying for India, praying for India. And you know, I was a part of our, our church. Sam Miles was the college pastor. I was just a youth worker in the youth group and I was doing janitor work at the church and, and I was working at Phelps Tool and Die. And I, I told people I was called to go to India. You know what? When I told people I was called to go to India, I couldn't find a girlfriend. You know? I was still single. And being single, I just said, I'm going to go. And the church sent me out. And 
I lived on $400 a month support, and I was a single missionary. And you know what God did? God sent Bethany to the mission field. You know? Huh? <laughs> so I want to pray that tonight. As we break up into our prayer groups and pray for our different missionaries, let's pray that God will give us a fresh vision for missions, for retired people to go to the mission field, and God will use the mission field to bring people together as a matchmaker, and God will put relationships together because when you're serving Jesus, you're going to meet people who are also serving Jesus, and God's going to send you that partner for your life because you're not just sitting around waiting for it, amen? Huh? And you know what else? This church... Recently, in the last year, this church has been giving and praying a lot. There's a certain mission in India. It's called Love Justice. You heard about that one? And they're rescuing prostitutes on the border of Nepal and India. And they have orphan children that they have there. And you know what they need? You see, there's this home up there. And they, all the Nepali girls who get caught in the, the prostitution, they get them on the border when they're coming through the border and they stop them. They prosecute the pimps, and they rescue the prostitutes. But you know what they don't have? They have a home where they're learning about Jesus, but they don't know the Bible there. They don't know discipleship. And my burden is, when we get back to India, I would love to host a missions trip from your church. That if you come to us in Mumbai, and we can show you the disciples that we have in Mumbai, and then we can take a trip to the border of Nepal, where they're rescuing the prostitutes with love justice, and we can bring discipleship to those ladies, to their children, and to the workers. And the, there's a staff there. It's not a church. It's a parachurch ministry. It's not a church. And you're a church that can bring them what they don't have. And so let's go back to India. Amen? Let's pray for that to happen. And uh, I wanna, I'll, I'll pray real quick right now before we break up into, into small groups. And after we're done praying tonight, we're going to walk over and lay hands on our new building. Amen? Amen. And God's going to use this new building as a missionary launching pad. You know, like Jeff Bezos is going up into space, right? Like, like who, who cares? Jeff Bezos is going to space for like 30 minutes. He comes back down. So what? He spent billions of dollars. That's not a mission. That's, a, that's wasted time, amen? But what are we going to do in this new building? What's this going to be? It's going to be a launching pad for missions, amen? amen? Eternal missions. This church already is a launching pad. Just one more launching pad. Two different buildings for launching pads. And so, let's pray right now. Let's, I'm going I'm to say a quick prayer, and then you can break up into your... I know you're praying for your missionaries tonight, and so break up into your groups where you're praying for the missionaries that you've known and heard about. And so we, we thank you, Lord Jesus, for this scripture. Lord, we've said no to you many times. I know that when I first did discipleship, uh, I said no, but then you gave me another chance and I was able to do discipleship by grace. By grace, Lord, by your strength. We cannot do discipleship. We don't have the strength to do discipleship. We do not have the strength to pay the cost of discipleship. But Jesus, you have the strength. So fill us right now with your love so that we have the strength to follow discipleship. Even though we said no, Lord, give us another chance and, and raise us up to, to be missionaries, Lord. We pray for the lost in India, and the churches who've been shut down, we pray that we get a chance to go back and help them reopen. And we thank you in Jesus' name.